Why do we work hard to solve small problems? Why do we reinvent ourselves and our clients over and over? And why are we giving away marketing strategy for free? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. All right, Casey here. Let's talk about marketing scorecards and dashboards. I want to first kind of paint a picture of your potential future as a fractional CMO if you're not already doing the work. Here's how you can be successful. By reviewing weekly dashboards and scorecards that show you exactly the health of a business so that all you have to do is look at graphs and look at numbers and see, are they going in the right direction or the wrong direction? And if they're going in the wrong direction, you can ask for more details, figure out why they're going in the wrong direction, and potentially pivot the marketing strategy to resolve that problem. That's it. Like that's, that's the secret of your ability to work with more companies and be more effective. A scorecard and a dashboard will change everything for you. If you're currently working inside of a company and you're trying to grow that company, you first must be focused on a time horizon. Do you want to grow the company by the end of the month, end of the week, end of the quarter, end of the year, end of the decade? Like, what, what's the time frame that you're looking at? And what does success look like? You got to first understand that. Like, that is, bar none, the most important thing in marketing is knowing what, you're, what success looks like. How do you know that you've done it? How do you know that you've reached the outcome? So many entrepreneurs come into their businesses, and they just kind of vomit all these ideas, but are never focused on an outcome. Let me tell you a story. I had a friend reach out to me recently, and she asked if I could spend some time with her to help understand what uh, I think her content marketer should do. She said, can you help me figure out what I think my content marketer should be up to? And I said, yeah, but first, like, that's not really the problem to solve. What's your target for this quarter and for next quarter? And she's like, to grow. I was like, okay, by how much? And she gave me a figure. I said, okay, cool. Well, what's required to make that happen? What's the step before that income or that growth? And she said, well, it's sales calls. I'm like, okay, how many sales calls do you actually need in the next quarter? She goes, if I, if I thought about it, I'll just throw out a number here. She said 65. She needed 65 sales calls to be successful. Okay, that's all she needed. 65 sales calls in a quarter. And I said, if you do nothing else as we move into that quarter, how many of those sales calls are you already gonna get? Based on relationships, based on events that you're gonna go to, based on uh, organic, based on um, uh, just like the magic of what happens when you own a business. And she's like, uh, 25. So her bogey is 65, and she's got 25 covered. So that leaves her with 40 sales calls. That's her, that's her delta that she has to close. I hope you see where I'm going with this. The question to ask is not, how do I ensure my content marketer is focused? The question to ask is, how do I get 40 more sales calls in the next quarter. 
Because 40 more sales calls is actually pretty simple. She could run an appointment funnel uh, with Facebook ads. She could send out some certain emails that can push people to book calls. She can reach out to friends and say, hey, would you do a mailing for me? And my offer is not going to be for an ebook or for a $9.99 workbook or uh, to buy my course. It's not any of that. It's just sales calls. She just needs to get 40 sales calls. So I'm not asking her actually how to solve for 40 sales calls. I'm asking her, how do you solve for five sales calls? How do you solve for the other five, another five, another five? Before she knows it, she's got these individual tactics to get five or six or two or 10 at a time that will equal a number of 40 or greater. And then you take that idea and you break it down into a timeline. How long is it going to take her to go uh, to, to, to deploy a marketing campaign to bring in um, five of those calls. Well, one of the things she said is, you know, let's say 30 days from today, she's going to go to an event and she wants to get a bunch of calls there. It's like, okay, well, what's the campaign around that? Well, the campaign is to look at all the people that will be attending the event, figure out who her targets are and strike up conversations before the event. So she can have a sales call in person if she wants. That's a way to get some of them. She's going to attend that event then with a hit list of the people that she needs to talk to. And she could maybe satisfy getting five or 10 or 15 or even 20 of those sales calls in person if she was focused because she, she went there with the end in mind. What about the other campaigns? What about her ads? Maybe she says she needs to get over the course of 12 weeks, 12 sales calls booked. It's kind of an easy round number, right? One a week. If she had a scorecard that showed her that she had a bogey of 12 sales calls that she had to get from Facebook ads. And in week one, she got zero. And in week two, she got zero. By the time week three came around, she's going to get super focused because she's significantly off track. And she's going to say, in order for me to close my delta of 40, I need to get 12 from Facebook. So far, we've had zero. What's going on, ad team? And then she can focus on that problem. So the strategy starts as... Identifying what the outcome is, which is 65 sales calls minus 25 equals 40. That's the marketing strategy, big picture. Then there's the tactic, which is how am I going to get 40, which is really how am I going to get 12 and 5 and 3 and 2. She's going to lay that out, and then she's going to have time-based campaigns to get that stuff to happen. That's what you can do as the CMO. That's a super simple example, but if you're working with a company, it's that simple. If you have a scorecard and every week the whole team looks at it and you say, hey guys, don't forget, every week we need one sales call booked from Facebook ads, you're either on track or off track. And if you're on track, things are great. And if you're off track, the team should dive on that problem and solve it. Scorecards give you that focus. Scorecards give you that that beautiful insight to know exactly what the problem is so that you can dive on it and resolve it. Dashboards are, are simple. What's a dashboard that could be useful? Well, I like Google Data Studio. You might like Power BI if you're into the Microsoft stack, or maybe you like other fancy dashboarding tools like Domo or Tableau. All of them are fine. I don't care about the tech. What I care about is the data that it shows. Are you seeing data that's actionable? So for example, can you have a Google Data Studio that shows the organic searches that resolve pages that actually generate leads that convert into sales? And can you see that in real time? And can you get the, an update of that 
in review that maybe once a week or once a month. So you know that you're producing good SEO content that generates outcomes. It's a great dashboard to have. It's an incredibly useful dashboard to have if you're trying to measure the success of SEO. So many companies don't measure their success of SEO based on dashboards. They measure it based on page sessions or, or unique visitors. And unique visitors coming in for some ancillary topic that your content writer wrote about to push up the number of unique sessions is a waste of time unless those sessions convert into leads that convert into customers. A dashboard can show you that. So as the CMO, it's your job to come up with these ideas of marketing dashboards and scorecards. We actually have a scorecard that you can download for free if you go to cmox.co slash scorecard. Believe it or not, it's right there. cmox.co slash scorecard. And this is a scorecard that I've used with my own clients, that our members use with their clients as well. And the scorecard is a Google Sheet. You do a file, make a copy, put your client's name on it, spend a couple minutes kind of editing stuff, cleaning it up so it's right for your client because every company's different. And if that data gets populated for you when you review it on a weekly basis, I bet you're going to find more problems to solve that are actually producing the right outcome than you've ever had before. I rely on my scorecards. So much so, if the scorecard has bad data, it's a bad day, right? You can't have bad data. You got to make sure that the scorecards have very accurate data. The CMO doesn't input the data. The CMO's direct reports do. Maybe you can set up some automations to dump some of the data in. You can pull some data in automatically with Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever inside of Google Data Studio. Sure, you can do that, but you might also have some manual data that has to get entered. You just have to assign that work to somebody and ensure that they do it. And then when you review the data, you have to know that it's accurate data because they sign off on it. And then you can kind of just see from a high level. You can just kind of cruise through, check out the data and say, we're on track or off track. Things are good or things are bad. This is going to give you an incredible insight to the business, the problems that it's currently facing, and the places for you to focus. That is the work of the CMO. And I hope you go grab a copy of the uh, scorecard, cmox.co slash scorecard, and use it. Uh, I've got a small training on it as well. Um, right on that page, uh, there's a video that I do as I kind of walk you through kind of how it all works. So go ahead and grab that, no often required or anything. And um, we'd love to hear back and, and, and what you think about that. Um, you can book a call with my team right on that page. If you're thinking about becoming a fractional CMO and you want some help, uh, we help marketers like you build a fractional CMO practice so that you can bring in a half million dollars a year in cash or more. It's a pretty cool place to be. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, go grab the scorecard, watch the video, see if you like me. Uh, if you do, book a time with my team and we'll see if we can help you. And if we can, then we'll tell you kind of all about how we can do that. All right. I wish you the best. Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 